bids are in, the gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast to get all things wine value, wine auctions, wine retail, and just wine. My name is Jeff McGurn on the WineBid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, the patriarch of Provence, our... <laughs> Our wine expert, welcome to the podcast. I, was look, I look forward to your introductions every time and, and your you fallacy like of, of calling me an expert. <laughs> you like, Paul has so many nicknames. He's just developed so many nicknames over the years. Um, it's, you know, everywhere you go, people are calling him these things. If you just hang out with Paul for even a little bit in public, you're going you're gonna to hear some interesting nicknames. <laughs> yeah, you won't, hear, you won't hear things that we can say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it's not network television, Paul. We say what we want. That's uh, true. Choose not to because there could be kids. Listen- I guess there can't really be kids listening. Because- <laughs> because no, a- probably not. A wine. No. <laughs> Hopefully not. But we don't want to offend you know, anybody's sensitive ears. Let's jump right into this. Okay. This is going to be our... Jumping into. We're going to be a recap episode. We're going to talk oh, about... Oh, right. Recap. Uh, <laughs> sold at auction yesterday. Well, it's yesterday to us. may not be yesterday, depending on when you listen to the podcast, but... Auction closed on January 7th. Let's go. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that got a lot of bids. I think at the top of the list is this 2019 uh, Pira E. Figli, Barolo, Moscone. We had nine of them. There were 19 yeah. bids, taking those nine from 50 to 90 to $91 a bottle, which is crazy for you know when you have nine of something in, it's coming out at 50 a uh, recent release. I mean, this is, you know, this is a, yeah, it's a big one. It's a big, big year, big, big score. So I think it's interesting to know because the 18 was in not long ago and the 18 performed quite well score wise too, but it's still substantially less. The hammer was 50 and there were multiple bottles. So yeah, that's a, that's a big hammer for that one. And then they had the, uh, the same one, but their Via Nuova, Chiara, Boschis, uh, yeah, yeah, Chiara Boschis, yeah. Uh, that there's one, a bunch. There were nine bottles in each lot. There was nine <laughs> bottles. That one went from forty-five to seventy-one, seventy, seventy-one dollars a bottle. But I think you know the the points. I mean, there's a lot of movement there. These are brand new vintages, so. I mean, this is, I think, it finding its price point, but it's interesting yeah. it come up that far from where we anticipated it was going to be. Expensive. Was- they're expensive at retail, too. It seems like there are a lot more if you can find them at retail. So what do they make sense? What are they going for at retail? 150 for the Kiara Boskis. Oh, okay. So yeah. okay. $71, $72 is not crazy. I guess... Yeah. I guess even the, oh, but yeah, that's Caribos. Although, you know, there's only one retailer listed on Seller Tracker, which means it's probably really hard to find. So, yeah, it's a rare one for sure. But that is, that is a significant amount of bidding for, you know, for that many bottles too. Yeah. For nine yeah. bottles of each to get bid up, you know, almost double for the, for the straight Barolo or the Moscone, excuse me. And then, yeah, forty-five to seventy. What was it, seventy-two or something for the Kiaraboski? So that's some that's some action right there. We've got yeah. this uh, uh, non-vintage or multi-vintage MV Rotorer Brut Rosé. That got I'm always surprised. That's surprising. <laughs> I'm always surprised when I see like a multi-vintage thing or non-vintage. I know. Well, if it's an old label, you know, sometimes those are are really sought after because they're impossible to find, right? Like 
impossible to replace. Yeah, and this looks like this is an older, this is an older release for sure. This is an older release. There's um, no back photo, unfortunately, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's an interesting label for sure. I I have no idea what you know what era this might be or what the base vintage is, but it looks to be you know 10, 20, 30 years old. So that's a, that's an impossible one to replace. <laughs> I was gonna say this ain't your grandma's rotor brute rose, but actually it might be your grandma's rotor brute rose with the label. There are a few things that I always look at, like are they using milliliters? Right. Because there was a time when, you know, it sort of moved uh, to milliliters, I guess. I, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much that is with wine. I, I've, I've just used that domestically with stuff. But I mean, there are certainly some things you can do. I'm sure there's somebody out there who'd love to. Uh, one of the bots that listens to us can maybe comment in the show notes. <laughs> comment yeah. on what era that, that that bottle of rotor is. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, the back, that was too bad. There's no back little shot because that might That's actually have. Like not, probably not discouraging info because they rarely printed that on back labels for larger house wines, but I don't know. It might. It's hard to say. It, it, the, it, well, no, because the import label is actually on the. It looks like it's on the base of the front of the, of the front. It says you know wine warehouse imports, and it's attached to the main label itself. So it's like it was expressly for export back way back when. So. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one, but rare. But rare. Two thousand Leonetti Cellar, Walla Washington Red Reserve. Seven bids took three of them from fifty five to about seventy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I was one of my picks last week was this, the San Giovese, which was from same vintage. I yes, think, that's right. And there was one from a one, so there were definitely some older, you know, twenty plus year old Leonetti, which has a following and. I'll bet it's been a while since this has been an auction. That's my guess. The Reserve Red is really good, too. It's great wine. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, yeah it's been about, it was in November, I guess not too long ago. And but then two, two years prior to that. So, yeah, it's 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 not in that often. But that is a jump because it was around 50, 60 bucks, and then it yeah. jumped to, you know, over 70. For those of you who, who don't think uh, you can get, you know, Really reasonably priced wines on Wine Big. We had this 2019 Miguel Torres Secret Del Priorat. I'm not Secret sure. Del Priorat, yeah. It's kind of crazy that uh, Secret Wine got so many bids. So <laughs> I guess the Secret is out. It got some good scores too. That probably pushed it up a little bit. Anything, anything at 15 bucks that's good scores is going to get a little attention. 15 bucks got bid up to. I mean, yeah, got a bit to like. Uh, well, there are four of them. So sold between fifteen and nineteen, fifteen and eighteen. I was surprised to see again <laughs> non-vintage Bollinger special cuvee. Uh, yeah. up six bids took so two of those from seventy-five to to one hundred, one hundred ten dollars a piece. But yeah, it's another definitely older vintage, older right? label. So yeah, and this is from the same collection as the Rotor, so mm. they probably they're probably the same age, actually. And this one looks, I mean, at least I'm going to say 25, 30 years old, just based on the kind of the age of the label and the style of the label, because they haven't had that special cuvee label for quite a while. So that's another. Very difficult to replace a <laughs> special cuvee from Bollinger. Yes. Yeah. But this one, we looks like we had the back label on this one. Oh, really? I didn't even see it. Um, maybe me. Oh, uh, no, maybe we didn't. Not on this I one. didn't see it. No. All right. But yeah, this one does look quite a bit older. 
we had the oh, oh you see the druid wines the, uh, who brought these <laughs> up huh who brought this is the finely hammered effect they weren't getting a lot of attention I brought them up and now, <laughs> they were getting a lot of attention. Now they're out of They were control. getting plenty of attention before you. Well, to me, you know, agree to disagree. <laughs> I think that's very subjective, Paul. And I think you there may be a little bit of revisionist history in your mind. No, as they I have, recall they it. Multiple bids they were off the map in the auction. I had to educate you. And, oh, really? <laughs> and the six bucks that listened to us about food wines. And now no, the first the first bids were right out the gate. The first bid started on, on New Year's Eve, right after the auction started. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, people were going after that. Like there were multiple bids on the night of the auction itself. Yeah, it was crazy. The it, those, those were like, I mean, it, you're right. It was like right out of the gate. You know, people, yeah. people were on top There's of There's another lot of them too i think there's not there were three separate lots but they all got there were three separate uh, lots the merceaux we had three of each of those so he's got six beds to, uh one went from the 95 uh the limousine uh went from 65 to 140 and then the less close went the clue, from yeah. 40, the clue for, went from 40 to uh 130 so 130 yeah now if you had purchased ten thousand, <laughs> oh yes, My, this is where I introduced Jeff, wine <laughs> investment expert, wine investment expert Jeff McGurn. Got all the answers for you in in retrospect. That's right, in retrospect, <laughs> in hindsight, I'm really good at wine investing. In hindsight, yeah, no, the, I mean, again, like. Drew it. I was going to look this up. It's one of these things I knew was was affiliated with Dujac back in the '90s, and I don't believe the label. I don't know when it ceased to exist, but and I again, I don't know if it's if it's a negotiating situation where they're purchasing fruit and and naming it under a different label. That's my suspicion, but I don't know for sure. But they were around. That's the thing, you know. They were around back then, and they were still. I know less expensive than the Domain Dujac wine. So I'm pretty sure it was probably a, a purchase fruit situation. But again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not positive. But now, you know, very hard to find. Very hard to find. And I'm still, probably, you know, it's still at 130, 140 bucks, still less than, than Domain Dujac Reds for the most part. I think. Oh, for sure. Or I said, and he comes in somewhere around there for recent vintage or something. But um, actually, I could be way off. I, I don't know. 09 JJ Prum uh, cabinet number 11. So six bits are from 25 to $39. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, but you've got like JJ Prum is a great producer, uh, delicious wine, yeah. and $25 for something with that, you know, 15 years of age on it. You know, so 39, I was not super surprised about that. Um, we've got this 96 Camille River Chardonnay. Camille River Chardonnay? Yeah, Camille River. This stuff's great. And it, it ages for a long, long time. It's like really, really serious wine. And I saw, I noticed this one actually too. It looks a little bit darker than it appears in in reality. It's actually probably, color is probably perfect on that. Or, you know, I would I would say mature but reasonable for the age it's it passed inspection so it you know it's it's, it's went from 20 to 47 after six bids and then um again some more ruder brute rose going for four of those went for 50 to 82 
That's another another old batch as well. Another old batch, and then some of that rubber ninety four rubber Navi. Yeah, that- this is an interesting one because I think you know it's funny. This wine seemed to me to not be terribly expensive, um, and sure enough, it got bit up quite a bit this time. And there were multiple bottles. There were three different lots uh, with I think six bottles total, but. Just recently, just recently, just last month, it, it hammered at 135. A bottle sold with you know with no additional bids. So why the jump on it this week when there's multiple bottles? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I was a little bit baffled by that one as well. Yeah, it's like consistently at 135, 140 for for multiple months, just kind of hovering around there, and then multiple bottles show up, and then all of a sudden it gets bid up. It's it it's kind of counter, counterintuitive. The, the other one that was interesting was this 15 string mountain Cabernet Sauvignon got six bids, took it from 55 to seven. But was interesting to me is like, we saw this in September and it sold for $55. We, you know, we saw yeah. it in August, it sold for 65 bucks. So, I mean, it, you know, in 2022, it had gotten it kind of, ba- yeah, it actually really bounced around. It's been, yeah, it's been like a up and down, like a ping pong ball. Yeah, it really has. And even if you go way back, it looks like it was over 70 a few years ago and then 55 back in 2020. So who knows? That That's a weird one. That's a weird one. Just, yeah, almost the same price fluctuation like four years ago, 55 and 70, $70. And then four years later, 55 and $72. So, so, so next time next time it goes down to 55, grab as much <laughs> by 10,000 cases and then wait a few months and then you can sell it four months and then you sell for 80 bucks. <laughs> Um, well, they, the winery did actually change hands, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But I could, yeah. I mean, I suppose that could very well be. Let's go take a look at the heavy hitters, shall we? Sure. Let's take a look at some of the stuff that uh, sold at the really high end of the auction. We had six bottle uh, case uh, wood case of ninety four Harlan, which we had. I believe we had discussed this. Yeah, um, we had a. There was a single bottle, right? That kind of was a record breaker or at least a, you know, a, yes. a high hammer, a high hammer for us. Latin, Latin, was it last? No, it was maybe, I can't remember it, within a couple of weeks though. Not, not long ago, like recently. Well, this one, this one sold for uh, this six bottle case sold for $11,130. And then, we, yeah. and then we had th- this one. We also talked about on the podcast last week. This is one of my picks again, the finally hammered effect. Um, 82 Chateau Cheval Blanc, 12 bottle lot OWC, uh, for 8,500. 8580, yeah. 580. And this one I thought was cool too. This domain Ramenet Montrachet 07, six liter. Yeah, that's been around. That bottle's been around. I think this one's rolled for a while. Yeah, I think we've talked about it a while ago. Yeah, these were in the auction a while ago. So, yeah. Yeah, it's finally sold. 7,835. Um, some more Harlan and uh, a three bottle lot OWC of the 14 uh, estate mags uh, sold for uh, 9,840. Uh, we sold two of those. Somebody bought two. Uh, oh, the 16, the 16 estate? Yeah. No, the yeah. 14. We also sold the 16 estate. Seven oh, 14, eight. excuse me. Yeah. 14 was a three three bottle case of mags. Case three, three pack of mags, right? Three pack of mags. Uh, the 17 was a six bottle lot OWC. Um, right. 750s. That sold 47.10. 16 sold for 6,800. That's a three bottle lot OWC. And the 15 sold for three bottle lot OWC sold for uh, 3,060. 
we had this um, 85 Giacomo Catena Barolo Reserva uh, Monfortino uh, mag sell for 3015 That was super interesting. And then, of course, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a rare one. <laughs> yeah, that's super, super duper rare. Do you notice? I know if you noticed, but there was a bottle of 82 salon sold, or actually three of them for what were they 1560 i think yeah they hammered a 1560 but the interesting thing is is that there's a price tag on the bottle <laughs> from the cheese shop in carmel for 135 bucks <laughs> really yeah <laughs> i don't know if i told you but i have a 59 de Kim, which still has its price tag on it really <laughs> yeah it's, it's sold for like i want to say i i could i could go look at it but it was like it was like four dollars somebody bought that's that insane. That's insane. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure when this song was for sale it was very very expensive i'll bet you you know whenever they had the this 82 originally for sale i don't not sure if it was unreleased it's hard impossible to say at this point but still i'll bet it was very expensive but okay yeah, who would have known did you see this 52 petrus non-chateau bottled bottle i saw that bottle actually in the warehouse, but I didn't see it since. No, I didn't know that it actually had sold. It sold. And uh, this one was really interesting. So it ended up selling for $1,800. And this is one that I missed. Did this come in when we were out or something? Or has this been... Yeah. Let's see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when it came through. But recently, it hasn't been in for that long. What's the vintage again? 52, 1952. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it wasn't in that long ago. It was, came in in December. So it's only in auction for a couple of weeks. Okay. It was, one, it was one of the auctions where we were, we were out. I thought that was super interesting to see a non-chateau bottle, you know, 50 years yeah. there. That was uh, to me anyway. Um, Vander, yeah. It's a Vandermeulen bottling. That's yeah. It's pretty wild old old import label on it too so we had this 2000 domain Loire von romani les le beaumont yeah this one's kind of interesting because i've been keeping track of this for a while and the prices on some of these older laws actually have dropped whereas the younger vintages are still going for quite a bit more so that's it's a little curious to me and i don't know if it's maybe based on tasting notes of you know some of the mid-90s vintages aren't as aren't as interesting as the, you know, more recent strong vintages, but 96 was a serious, serious vintage for, you know, for red bergs. And this one, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because it, it definitely dropped in price over time. What was interesting to me is we hadn't seen this in auction since 2013 when it sold for $305, right? <laughs> and now, you know, you're yeah. saying for 20, 2745. I mean, this is a pretty, that's a pretty stark, difference in price over just 10 years right well yeah but weirdly in 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 oh, in 21 you know which is now going to be three years ago it's it was selling for 2700 as well so the difference there is a little strange right when from 27 sure. down to 21 and um speaking of Loire, we had a 59 Loire grand eschazo um sell for 25 30 right which is uh, the same price it sold for in September. We had uh, a similar bottle, similar condition. If you go back to 2018, that bottle was 1525, right? Yeah. 
go back to 07, it's down to 750. So it's kind of some interesting movement in in the Burgundy area, I feel like, um, over the last, I don't know, what would you say, like a few months, maybe? Yeah, last few months I've seen, there's some, seen some changes for sure. But uh, it's strange too, because, you know, like I've seen some 05, some current, not current, but but more recent, you know, within the last 10, 15 year span that are going for for more for the same vineyard. So it's, it's, it's weird. But, but okay, here's another example, right? The 15, um, Domaine Romani Conti, uh, Romani Saint Favant, RSV. This one sold for, uh, 2425. Mm-hmm. In November, it sold for 2555. In October, it sold for 2830. In February, it sold for 2830. Yeah. It's just like, but before that, in August of 2022, it was selling for 3135. So you've seen it like yeah. jump up. And I feel, I feel like, Maybe it was like the market got a little bit too high and now we're seeing sort of a comeback down to reality. I don't know that we're right. all the way back down to the way we were pre-COVID, but maybe not the highs of 2021, 2022 that we saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely some adjustments there. They were starting. We started to see those happen. Well, like you just described a while back. And I think more so for some other other examples as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's interesting interesting start to the year interesting start to the year it's a little bit of softening at the high end of the burgundy market anything else Reyes is still going pretty crazy though i noticed there's an 07 rolled a couple times but then you know ended up selling at 10 to 5 i think earlier december you know last year was 1220 so that one's a little bit funny too a little softening there but still people are paying serious serious money for reyes not everything is look not everything is softening i think what we're looking at is just the more broadly there's just a lot that i feel like there's a lot more examples of softening than there are examples of things going out of control right right um, I mean, yeah. And then like, meanwhile, there's kind of this quiet kind of build of some of these California producers like Bond and Colgan, you know, are starting to kind of creep back and set hammer records recently too. So those ones are, are definitely strong. They're not going crazy, but they're definitely strong. Look, you, and you, some of these 90, like these mid nineties, right? Like this 94 Madonna reserve, like very funny to me that that just got pushed up, you know, with multiple bottles available just, you know, just last night or whenever Sunday night. And previously, you know, there wasn't the same level of interest. So, you know, you'll, I mean, look, I still think at all ends of the market, when you compare it to European wines, I still think that there's tremendous value in Napa, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. And by the way, when you look at like, here's a great example. We had the 97 Harlan estate, which sold for um, $1,400. That Harlan estate, if you look at, which, which we get, you know, fairly frequently, it's had a steady climb, right? Yeah. It's been pretty steadily climbing. It did have a little bit of a peak and came back down in, in 2022, but, but it's been steadily being pushed up versus I feel like a lot of the, you know, Burgundy and Bordeaux, you've seen them kind of peak. And then now they're starting to come down just a little bit. And a, yeah. part, a part of me wonders if it's like a lot of people got really into Burgundy and, and Bordeaux and, and Old World Wines. Oh, then we're not supposed to say Old World anymore. Sorry. And now it's a situation where they're like, look, I'm, I'm a little bit more price sensitive. And I feel like there's maybe more value stateside. Yeah, no, that's true. There's I mean, there's still a tremendous amount of stuff from Europe that's kind of under the radar. For but... sure. For sure. For sure. But 
you know, I mean, like when you're talking first growth Bordeaux, second growth Bordeaux, right? When yeah, you, no, that's that's yeah, that's a that's yeah. There's a nothing point, right? really that's under the radar there, and, and when no. you're like, it, it, am I going to pay exorbitantly high prices for this or this? Right? Well, not exorbitantly high. I think it all just depends on what you see in the value of, of the wine, but. I still do think there's a lot of value in in um, in California wine. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to call an end to this recap episode. This has been Wine Bits Finally Hammered. Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.